What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. So today we have Scott Aaron on the mic, and Scott is a LinkedIn lead generation specialist. So we invited him on here today to share with us his exact method that he uses to generate leads using LinkedIn. So Scott, let's hop right in, man. All right, Scott. So tell us one thing about yourself that most people don't know. Well, if, if you could see me, I, I don't have hair anymore, but when I did have hair, I had a, a very, very large, large Jufro, <laughs> and I, I, was a, I was a hippie. Uh, I've always loved music, and I actually used to be a fish head, so I used to tour around the country seeing a band called Fish, and uh, I would spend summers with my buddies, just a little caravanning all around the country, seeing show after show. I saw close to 90 shows, and in my run and, you know, still catch them time to time. But, you know, when people see me now that, you know, I'm into fitness and I'm into, you know, mindset, but something that a lot of people don't know is that I had a, a huge, huge music and hippie background before I got serious about what I'm doing. <laughs> see, that's awesome because most people wouldn't know that. I'm proud of you. You actually stuck to it. Thank you. <laughs> that's really cool. And it's kind of cool to see that transformation as well. You know, not that either one's better than the other. It's just, you're seeing like where your life went. You know, you've basically done a whole 180, you know, going from, from hippie to, to fitness guru, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And massive businessman here. So let's, let's talk a little bit. I want to, I mean, we know kind of the journey of, of how you got to where you're at, but, but where, why are you where you're at right now? And why are you pursuing the business that you're doing right now? I really feel where I am right now is something that I actually reflected on a couple of years ago. And I'm, I'm, the I'm the type of person that always sticks to their core values and, you know, why we do what we do, you know, not how we do it, not what we do, but you know, the golden circle, why we do it. Right. And, you know, prior to, to my business coaching and consulting and speaking and everything that I'm doing now, you know, I spent 18 years as a personal trainer. And in those 18 years, I put in 65,000 hours of one-on-one -on -one time with people. So people would come to me with problems and I would give them a solution for their problem, whether at the time when I was in health and wellness, losing weight, gaining weight, building muscle, running a marathon, whatever it was. Right. So I've always been people-focused and results-driven. And I realized through my journey, you know, owning gyms and being a personal trainer, doing network marketing, doing business consulting and coaching, it's all been built around this core foundation of human connection about building relationships and trust and rapport with people. And I'm not surprised that I ended up on LinkedIn because in my opinion, LinkedIn for me, it, it satisfies and fills that need to connect with other people and to get on the phone or jump on a Zoom or meet for coffee to network. And it also comes back to what I learned in the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. And, you know, there's a lot of things that's a lot of things that are mentioned in this book. But, you know, he went on to say that instead of living in a world of competition and comparison, live in a world of creation and collaboration. And it's not that I dislike Facebook and Instagram. It's just everybody's on there. Everyone's doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And right. if you change nothing, nothing changes. And, and I just really feel that the, the core foundation of my human connection is really best utilized, but felt on the LinkedIn platform. And, and that's why I love what I'm doing and what I'm going to continue to do. 
Yeah, well, and I think that's why you and I resonated so well because we're huge advocates of the LinkedIn platform for that same reason because it's the the reason for them being there is a totally different reason than them being on Instagram or Facebook. And it kind of takes the vanity out of it and creates an opportunity for you to create that human connection in a, honestly, in a, in a human way where you don't get that on Instagram or on Facebook, right? It's not about being looking like this crazy, amazing person. The fun part about people like you and me, you know, we can come on to LinkedIn, bring a human presence to, to LinkedIn and have people not be so worried about being so professional and flashing titles and stuff. It's more about how can we collaborate with one another to create these really cool opportunities. So for you, you know, you have a network marketing background, but you've also done tons of different other businesses as well. But I do want to kind of highlight that network marketing background for a minute here because um, you and I both talked about this. You know, I've done network marketing as well. Um, I think pretty much everybody should at one point in their life just so they can have a feel for the sales. And for some people, it becomes really how they make their money <laughs> after all said and done. But what, what uh, about network marketing kind of sparked your interest and kind of drove you to where you're at now? I love this question. And I, I, I now call, like, I speak to so many people and I think that's why we resonated so much when, you know, you were on my podcast and, you know, I consider network marketing, I don't want to say it's not the lowest form of entrepreneurship. It's, it's the, it's the entry level or the gateway drug to entrepreneurship right. for, for a lot. Like, and I've, I've been psychologically unemployable since day one. I've always owned my own business. I've never had a boss. I had odd jobs when I was like 16 and 17 working at a golf course and a beer distributor. But you know, the first real job I ever had was one that I owned myself, which was my health clubs. But what I learned about network marketing and, you know, this is the most impactful thing that I think anyone can learn. And it was about personal development. It wasn't about the compensation plan. The products were great. The leadership was great. The culture was great. The community was awesome. But the personal development, when you start to personally develop yourself to a whole other level, the best version, the first class version of you, and I jokingly tell people whenever I'm speaking, when I started reading books back in 2013, after a hiatus where the last book I read prior to that was the first Harry Potter, <laughs> it had been that long, something shifted. I, I was just in a different place. You know, when you start having a belief and a posture in the mark and the legacy that you want to leave behind for yourself and your family, your loved ones, your kids, your spouse, whoever, you, you want a knowledge cram. You can't get enough. It's like this, this addiction. It's almost like a, a mold that, or a, a fungus that's, that's growing. You can't stop it. You know, you want to, you want to read this book. You ask for recommendations. You start listening to podcasts. You start journaling. You start meditating. You start going to events outside of what the company provides. So for me, the, the great, I owe everything to network marketing. I absolutely promise you, anyone that's listening to this, I would not be where I am today. I would not be creating the life that I've created for myself, my fiance, our son, and our future family. I would have not created any of this if it wasn't for network marketing introducing me to the world of personal development. Yeah. And I, I can honestly throw my testament in there for that as well, because a lot of people, they'll take, 
I mean, there's a lot of negative connotation around, around network marketing in general, but for most of us who are now, you know, entrepreneurs, we have, we own our own companies, you know, we're, we're doing it all on our own. I had that same experience where going into network marketing was a great experience. This is what happens. A lot of people who've never been an entrepreneur before, they, they start doing network marketing, they fail at it pretty quickly. Instead of getting curious about it, they get angry about the fact that they failed. They start to trash talk and everything. And it's, it's like, okay, maybe that company wasn't the place for you. But if you actually went in and delved in, like you said, to the events, the community, and to the personal development, it will change everything for you because it gives you that itch. And I, I love that about network marketing. That's why for most people who are scared of it, I'm like, just start a network marketing business. You're going to go over there. You're probably going to fail. And it's going to be a good thing <laughs> because in your failure, you're going to learn how to be a business person. <laughs> yeah. You know, I tell people your failures will always open the doors to your successes. And, and listen, I dove in headfirst with network marketing and it was successful. I, I mean, I had my first $10,000 month, 22 months in, you know, I, I, I did it. I built a team, you know, I enrolled two, 300 people that led to 5,000 people in my organization. You know, it works yeah. if you treat it like a business. And I think that's the big and I will say now, openly and honestly, I had an edge. I had an advantage. And the advantage that I had is that I had the drive and the self-motivation to build something that was my own. Because when you build out a gym's membership base, you, you can wait for people to walk through the door or you can network. You can hand out flyers. You can do mailers. So I knew all about networking and growing a business. So when I... I stepped into the network marketing model, it was easy to start marketing myself and networking with people and sharing what I was doing. But most people, they treat it like a hobby or they treat it like a side hustle. And what happens? It's going to pay you for the effort that you put in. You put in minimal effort, you're going to get minimal money back. Right. Yeah. And, and I love that you were able to leverage those, what you learned there. And now you've been able to create a whole like, coaching consulting business around that. Um, and thank you again for those lessons shared. I think I'm going to have to take a bunch of notes on this afterwards. <laughs> um, it's just fun that we, that we resonate on so many levels, but so now you're, you're currently in, um, you're in the coaching consulting realm. What is it exactly that you do and what do you help people to do within this, um, within this coaching consulting realm? So it started coaching other network marketers, which I still do because I was able to, to, to build this organization through the means of having more conversations and connections than anyone else. And so it started as me really helping network marketers, finding their voice, building their brand, which I still do. I work with a lot of, lot of high level network marketers, but it's kind of morphed into the high level individual, whether they're a business coach, they're a leadership coach, they're a small business owner, uh, financial advisors, insurance brokers, people in healthcare that are really looking to create an audience uh, of raving fans where, where people are actually interested in what you're doing. Because the fact is right now, no matter where you are in your business or where you're listening to this from, as you are listening to this, LinkedIn is having a Facebook 2012 moment. And you're missing it. You're missing it right now if you're not on there. And Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it all the time. And he says, and he said multiple times, if you don't have a marketing strategy for LinkedIn in 2020, you are missing out on impacting a lot of people and you're missing out on creating income for yourself and your business. So what I like to do is I, I take people through a simple strategy of how to create more visibility with how they show up on the platform. 
because right now people are spending a lot of time, energy, effort, and money on Facebook and Instagram thinking that those platforms are going to be reinvented to where they were in 2012 and 2013. And I'm sorry, this is not going to happen. And if someone's telling you that they are they're you can't go back in time. They right. time machine, you know, traveling back in time is great. Love the movie back to the future, but it's a movie. Remember that <laughs> you have to be in the present moment. And I don't want you guys to think about if you're hearing this, like, Oh my God, another platform. Is he going to talk about TikTok next? Am I going to have to do these ridiculous videos? No, I'm not. Don't look at LinkedIn as something you have to add on. Think of something LinkedIn is that you should be primarily focusing on if you're not happy with the amount of connections that you have. Because the, 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 the correlation between your network is in, directly linked to your net worth. So if you have a small network, Chances are you're going to have a small net worth because you don't have anybody to market to. But if you flip the script and you have a large network, you have a large network to obviously engage with, build relationships, which can lead to a large net worth. And that's what I can attribute the growth of my business over the last four years, every single year because of that. You know, I went from 500 connections four years ago to 27,300 currently in 2020 on LinkedIn. And I did that from scratch. And this is an opportunity for you guys to really leave a lasting legacy and impact on those around you. And it's about how you show up. It's leaving people better. It's providing more value. It's giving, giving, giving. So you can get back in the end. The more that you give, the more that you get. It's just the law of reciprocation. And just learning how to leverage this platform in a very genuine and authentic way will set you apart from everybody else. Well, and the beautiful part about what you're talking about too, and the reason why I, I mean, I have to support this with you is, that when when somebody's on LinkedIn, you you're going to be connecting with somebody who actually could serve you, and you could actually serve them. Where on Facebook, so for example, right? Once once you really start getting your traction, you know, people start following you or whatever. I mean, on Facebook, I get around fifty um, friend requests per day by people right now, and there are people that I'm like, I probably am never going to do business with you after all said and done. But on LinkedIn, almost every single time I connect with somebody there's some way that we could be, we could do business together. I'm like, I know I could help them. I know somebody they can connect to. And LinkedIn just has facilitated a platform that allows you to do that. And what's cool, and I want you to, to kind of touch on this a little bit, because with your method and what you're talking about is you're, you're not saying treat this like another social media platform. This is about really creating a sales platform for yourself, right? And that's kind of what you teach people how to do is to use it to generate true leads. Yeah, not... Not all, net, all, not all networks and not all social media platforms are the same. And, and you can't treat Facebook like Instagram and you can't treat Instagram like LinkedIn. You, you have to treat these platforms and utilize them for what they're best used for. So, you know, there was a great blog that I read a few months ago that basically said Facebook and Instagram are the barbecues of social media. That's where people go to hang out, to watch to sip their cocktails, to kind of take a break and a vacation and look into people's lives. And then you look at LinkedIn and it's a global networking event every single day that you log on. My coaching practice spans over eight countries and three continents for a reason, because it's a global platform. Because it's not just people in my area that require my services. There's 600 million people globally on LinkedIn. So if you want to have a global impact, you want to have global reach, you got to be on a platform that supports that. 
And, you know, what I love what you just said, Josh, is the fact that I think the misconception with LinkedIn is that people think it's just like another Facebook. It's just like another link, uh, another Instagram where I'm just building connections and I'm going to message people. No, this is, this is relationship building. You know, I, what I love about what you just said is that this is a quality over quantity type game here. You know, LinkedIn is, and I'm not saying, and listen, I don't want you to sit there and think like, oh, Scott's completely shitting all over Facebook and Instagram right now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. All I'm saying is that you got to look at the numbers. You got to look at the types of people that are on the platform, decision makers and high level thinkers and doers are on LinkedIn. They are not on their IG story sharing what they had for breakfast and their workout. That's just not how those individuals are spending their time. Right. So you have to be on this platform to see, and it's not about what can I do for you? It's about what can we do for each other? It's about collaboration. It's about scratching each other's backs because again, you know, I reached out to you, you reached back out to me. We had a conversation. We're doing the pod swaps. There's going to be other opportunities down the road because we have formed a relationship and trust and rapport and a friendship. And I'm telling you, the more relationships that you guys can build with people that you actually know on social media, not just who you follow, watch your income grow. Because the more of your name coming out of those people's mouths is the best way to network organically without having to pay for leads. This is, this is free networking. Again, think of it as a global networking event every single time you log on. Yeah, 100%. And what's really interesting, I actually did a study on this not too long ago. The, you know, when, when you look at market trends, they're typically driven by the teenage market, the teenage and the college age market, because they're the ones who are quick trend adopters, are always looking for the next cool thing. And so what happens is Facebook and Instagram actually tailor to that audience to drive trends. But the problem is if your, your ideal customer is a doctor, he's on Facebook, but he's not going to, to be in a business mode when he's on there. He's sitting there looking at his daughter's Facebook page or whatever, right? And that's, I mean, the difference between that and LinkedIn is LinkedIn is actually heavily driven by the Fortune 500 companies and these, these big companies. So it's, it's created a business environment. And as they make changes, we start to follow that. And for the, the small business owner like you and me, who we say, we're going to consult people, it's easy to follow those trends way more so than being on Facebook and trying to create those leads. hundred <laughs> percent. I could not agree more. It's just, it's an incredible, it's an incredible platform. So we could beat on that all day, but so I, I want you to go into a little bit like some of your tactics and what you would recommend to a lot of people who want to start out really leveraging LinkedIn because most influencers, I mean, we work with people who make seven, eight figures and they haven't even touched LinkedIn yet. Yeah. And so what would you recommend to those people who come in and are just trying to start and are trying to create leads through LinkedIn? Four things. Number one, optimizing your profile. And obviously this will be in the show notes, but if anyone goes to my website, www.scottaron.net, you can click on where it says free infographic and it's going to give you the six steps and the six tips of how to optimize your profile because when Microsoft bought LinkedIn out nearly four and a half years ago, they optimized our profiles so, cause they found that people were using LinkedIn just like they were a search engine like Amazon or Yahoo or Bing. 
So you need to have your profile optimized, making sure you're highlighting what you do in your title, in your experience section, getting recommendations of people that you've worked with. And I invite anyone to connect with me. You just go on to LinkedIn, type in Scott Aaron, comma, Forbes, F-O-R-B-E-S. I'm part of the Forbes Coaching Council as well. And see how I have my profile set up. And you'll see close to 400 written recommendations. So you let your work do the talking for you. So it always starts with optimizing your profile so you have more visibility, you're appearing in more searches, and more people are checking out your profile. Second is building your network. And this is so, so important because you don't want to connect with anyone with a pulse. You wanna build a network around people that could become your raving fans, people that can become your clients, customers, or collaborators. So really sit down and write out exactly what that person looks like. What industry are they in? What is their job title? Male or female? How much money are they making? What do they do outside of what they're doing? The more crystal clear you can get on your avatar, the easier you're gonna be able to find them by the searching that you can do on LinkedIn. So you can literally put in a search exactly who you're looking for. I'm looking for a president and CEO. I'm looking for a fitness consultant. I'm looking for a forensic accountant, whoever it is. You can search for them and connect with them. So building a network that reflects the ideal person that you can connect with, collaborate with, and create something with. Third is messaging. You don't want to, number one, send a message the minute someone becomes a connection. That is spammy and they're gonna think it's a bot even though it's you. You wanna wait a couple days and let it marinate. You know, you gotta treat LinkedIn like dating, not a one night stand. So you need to let things breathe just like you would a delicious red wine. Now, when you are reaching out to someone, I have a three step process. Number one, if you're crafting a message, number one, state the person's name. And I'll give you the prime example how I reached out to Josh. I sent him a message that said, hey Josh, great to connect with you. The second part is the body of why you're reaching out, which is creating a connection between what they do and what you do. I saw you also have a podcast, would love to hear about it and share more about mine. So there's the body of the message, the reason why I'm reaching out to Josh, giving him an understanding of, oh, that makes sense why Scott's connecting with me. The third part is your CTA, your call to action. So if you don't ask a question, you're not gonna get an answer. Statements lead to nothing, questions lead to answers. So I simply said, would love to hear more about it. Any time for a call later this week to see how we can collaborate and support each other. That's it. And Josh wrote back, yeah, would love, let's hop on a call, here's my calendar link, I booked a call, and now here we are. So stating the person's name, reason for reaching out, call to action. And then fourth and final is content. Content is everything. If people don't know what you do by how you're showing up on the platform, they're never gonna reach out. And you get rewarded from LinkedIn by how you show up every single day, whether it's doing a post, whether it's doing a video, whether it's writing an article or a discussion in a group, but my simple advice to you guys is this. Number one, write a piece of content every single day. Post once a day on LinkedIn. I don't care if it's a video every day or an article or a post, just create a piece of content every single day. Number two, make sure you are giving 
some sort of education tip or takeaway that is leaving people better. So educate your audience. And number three, ask them to leave their thoughts about what you spoke about. Hear from your audience. It's not about you, it's always about them. So whether you're doing a video, whether you're writing an article, whether you're doing a post, ask at the end of that piece of content, let me know what your thoughts on XYZ are. Would love to hear from you, comment below. Because if you ask, you shall receive. So if your network is constantly gonna start engaging with you, guess what, you can take their answers, you can take what they're taking away from it, and you can start to build content around things that they're already feeling and responding with, so now you're creating more of a connection with your audience than ever before. That's so awesome. So I was going to ask you to delve into content, but you just, you nailed it right on the head. That's, I think what a lot of people struggle with is, oh, like what, what should my content be? But the beautiful part, you don't always have to be the person making it, right? You can be, so for example, we had another guy who was like, go to Harvard Business Review. There's always excellent articles that you can put there or, or a niche specific website for yours where you can be pulling that content, but just write your thoughts about it, you know? Be a researcher, you know, we're going clear back in the conversation to where you talked about personal development. If you're focusing on that enough in your own life, you're never going to run out of content. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. It's like, well, I mean, how am I supposed to do one piece of content every day? I'm like, if you're, if you're active, I mean, for me, I, I could write like 15 pieces of content a day because I'm like, oh, I studied this. So this is really awesome. I could break this up into content. So I really appreciate you sharing those four steps with us, especially I hope people go back and record this or excuse me, re-listen to this so that they can be having, um, they can be taking notes on that because that four-step process is everything. So Scott, I do want to give you a quick shout out as well for scottaaron.net, excuse me, scottaaron.net. So everybody make sure you go and check that out. He's got that free offer. What did you call it? It's your, for the, it's infographic. That's what it is, your infographic. Yeah, free profile infographic, yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. So I would definitely recommend to go check that out, especially if you're trying to get active in your LinkedIn game. But Scott, before we sign off today, can you give us one last parting piece of guidance? And then we'll say yeah. goodbye. Yeah, the, the, the one thing that I want people to know is that you know entrepreneurship, no matter what vehicle you're driving in, whether you do network marketing, you have your own business like you know Josh and I do, whatever it is, I want you guys to take comfort in knowing this one thing. There are millions upon millions upon millions of ways of how to succeed, and there's only one true way to fail, and that's to quit. So if you never quit on your dreams, your goals, and your aspirations, you are guaranteed to figure out a way of how to succeed. That's awesome. Well, Scott, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us today. And man, we'll catch you later. You got it, Josh. Thank you so much. The number one needle mover in my business is joint venture partnerships. Growing a following can be time consuming and frustrating. For that reason, we created the Tribe of Titans, the world's first joint venture matching platform. Using this free platform, you can find guests for a podcast, YouTube channel, or Facebook group, or you can promote your brand, product, or service in one simple place. You can create your free account at tribe.theluckytitan.com. Once again, that's tribe.theluckytitan.com.